0: BYU Cougar basketball is
1: back in action. Hop slow, hands off to Yo. Yo back and score. Another and one opportunity. Yo Lee Childs.
0: Let's get you ready to root on the boys in blue. This is Cougar pregame live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's your host, Jason Shepard. Good evening, BYU basketball fans.
2: Tonight, the BYU Cougars begin a three-game week with a matchup against Northwestern State. BYU evened its record up at one and one with last Friday's seventy five sixty-five win over Utah Valley. In that game, T.J. Haas, he found his shooting touch from the perimeter, hitting three threes and scoring a game-high 23 points. The game tonight is one of four that BYU will play in the Men Against Breast Cancer Cougar Cup. The other three games will be against Alabama A&M. That will be this Saturday. Rice next Wednesday, and then against the Houston Cougars a week from Saturday. Now tonight's opponent, Northwestern State, Little, little background information on the opponent tonight. They hail from Louisiana. The demons play in the Southland Conference. They are also, by the way, one and one on the year, coming off a loss on the road at SMU. Now, Northwestern State University is located in Natchitoches, Louisiana. And a little fun fact: Natchitoches was the first permanent settlement in the Louisiana Purchase. Also, fun fact: the way that I'm pronouncing it, Natchitoches. There is absolutely no possible way you will. Be be able to spell that city's name based off of the way I pronounce it I dare you just look it up you'll know what I'm talking about tonight's pregame interview is with former Cougar and now assistant coach Lee Kamar and I caught up with Lee after shoot around today here's our conversation after two games teams one and one what's the evaluation of this team after just two games
3: well one thing that's encouraging is how hard our guys have played and how uh, they've been able to execute a game plan um we're a better shooting team that we've shown the last two games and hopefully that picks up a little bit for us.
2: It's just early and it takes time to find your rhythm. What do you attribute the shooting to? Specifically maybe even the perimeter shooting?
3: Uh, probably a little of that has to do with you know the first game Nevada and their length and athleticism. Uh, but we did get a lot of, a lot of good shots. Part of it is just the, the beginning and the rhythm of actual real games with people in the stands and stuff like that. I'm not too concerned with it, but I, I would rather see it, the ball go in the hole sooner rather than later because we know we have good shooters on this team. And, 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 and other than that, you know, just kind of finding our rhythm and finding where we're at.
2: How has this team responded to each other? When you start a season, I mean, you obviously have so many practices leading up to it, but once yeah. you get into a season, it's just different. How do you think the team overall has responded?
3: I really like this team. I mean, I think that they – uh, are playing for each other um at least through two games and in the the uh, exhibition games there's not a whole lot of agendas being expressed either on the court or verbally uh amongst the guys which is a, a good sign um but but overall you know we, we we feel like we got the game we wanted from nevada to be able to go in there and and do something special didn't happen that way but i think that 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 our guys are are dialed in they're they're excited about the season to come
2: we know how good tj is and had a really nice game against uvu how nice was that to see him go out and kind of play the way we know i mean that's tj
3: yeah that that looked like the tj that we all get to see day in day out um i'm just glad he's staying confident right he started the first half he's 0 for 3 and he came out and no fear in that fourth shot you know shot it like he had made three in a row and I think that's the biggest thing for him. Uh, he's a confidence ga- confident guy uh, in general, but when he's out there having fun like he did, he banged that big three and then went, mm-hmm. you know, started talking to the students. That's, that's the TJ we need, having fun and, and, and being out there and being the killer that he is. I realize it's certainly one game at a
2: time. and You're not looking past, but you begin the season at this point now with the stretch of a lot of home games. This is really a nice opportunity for you guys to get on a roll, isn't it?
3: It's a great opportunity, you know, playing in front of our fans, but also just getting in rhythm as a team. You know, it's, lights are on. It's a good chance for um, that Pressure to be there, you know. It's it's a hard week to come back from because we had a top ten game and then the UV game, which is pretty personal uh, to a lot of people here, a lot of you know people involved in that. So so it's a good chance to see where we're at after all that. And we knew those two games, guys, would be excited and um, ready to go. But you know, it's a good chance to prove that every game and the, the way the NCAA things does now. There's a lot of different metrics and 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 how you beat teams or how you um, You know how efficient you are in a victory it's not just about getting a victory anymore so so that's important as well
2: three games in a week i mean it's not uncommon but most times teams will only play two a week how does that change how you guys set things up for a week when you know you have three games
3: well normally we would lift you know uh but our guys probably won't get a lift in this week which they're so sad about (laughs) right um but 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 the load will be something that we'll have to watch with our guys don't want to put too much on them but but you know, it's this is what you play college basketball for—to to play in front of your home crowd and and play, right? The lights are on; it's a real game, and so it'll be a good week. I think our guys are excited, and they'll be they'll be ready to go. What type of
2: team will be in here tonight with Northwestern State?
3: They got a uh, a good team that is physical. Their best players their post player, he's a senior; he's back. Um, he's had a great start to the year, um, but. We have to do a good job on him, and he may see different different looks tonight. Um, but for us, trying to find a rhythm in here especially, um, and especially in the first half in these games too, we haven't shot it great in the first half, but in the second half of the two games we've shot it great. So w- hopefully we can put a, a great shooting game together tonight.
2: It's always fun to talk with the great Lee Kamard. <laughs> Lee, thanks for your time as always. Thank you. That was assistant coach Lee kamard Always great to talk with Lee. Getting ready for BYU and Northwestern State. And also shout out to my guy Isaac Wood from BYU uh, track and cross country. He's the director of Ops. He's listening to Cougar Pregame Live right now as he's stuck in traffic. He told me that Northwestern State is also pretty good in track. So there you go. We inform and entertain here on Cougar Pregame Live. This season, BYU basketball and Mountain America Credit Union are changing. Lives For each three-pointer BYU makes, Mountain America will donate $50 to the American Red Cross to help fund humanitarian services and programs. Coming up next, we're going to head next door to the Marriott Center for our courtside conversation with Mark Durant. Cougar Pregame Live continues in just a moment on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to Cougar
2: Pregame Live. It's time for our courtside conversation with Mark Durant. For that, we head next door to the Marriott Center, side of tonight's BYU game against Northwestern State. Good evening, Mark. How are you this fine evening? jason shepherd uh, it seems like it's been forever my friend i'm doing great that's awesome to hear and it was awesome to see byu picking up their first win of the season last friday night against utah valley it was also great to see tj haas playing the way he did against the wolverines mark this team is so much more difficult to, to defend when he's playing well and hitting his shots like that
4: yeah i mean uh it's pretty evident to see how, how much of a difference it does make when he plays well. Um, I mean BYU looked just awful in the first half, and we're in a heck of a game. And then TJ just gets he's a little bit hot, hits a couple threes, and I think that gave other guys confidence from the three and uh, opened things up for Yoli a little bit. Because UBU, I mean Coach Pope is smart. And he he's like I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a big guys at Yoli, a bunch of them and just keep the ball out of his hands, make his life miserable. And Yoli, had good good numbers in the end, his percentages were, were pretty bad. And so, I mean, it was a good strategy. And, and Coach Pope said, I'm, I'm going to dare you to beat us from the three-point line. I don't know if you can. And uh, BYU hadn't shown that they could until uh, TJ kind of got hot. And uh, then it was a different story. TJ's a leader on this team and can really create. Uh, he wasn't hitting his threes so he kind of put it on the floor and and hit some 15 footers which gave him I think some confidence and he's able to step back to the three-point line and hit some so I I wish there wasn't so much on TJ I I wish there were other guys that were a real threat and could consistently score maybe Nick will be that guy when he's able to play again but I'd like to see some other guys step up I mean Jasheer's been pretty good but needs to be a little bit more of a threat from the three-point line. Zach Sellius although he hit, finally hit a couple, he needs to be better from the three-point line. I mean, I'm a broken record so far this year. Obviously, BYU needs to be better from the three-point line. I don't know how good they can be. I think they can be better than they have been. But I think it's probably going to be a problem all year long, and they're going to have to find ways to, to win
2: games without a dominant three-point attack well and and BYU has made six three-pointers in each of its first two games but it's only shooting 23 percent from beyond the arc to your point that's certainly something that has to improve how concerning is it and it's something I I even asked Lee Kamardi in the interview that we ran in the previous segment just talking about that and certainly it's going to take some time for everybody to start feeling uh feeling better and working within the offense and feeling their shot I mean. It it should get better. But with so much of this offense, based on perimeter shooting, it's got to get better quickly, right?
4: Yeah. I mean, the the three-point shot is just such an integral part of the game now. It's just such a huge part because it's an easy shot and uh, and teams shoot a ton of them. So if you're not keeping up with the Joneses on the three-point line and, and you don't really have kind of the super athletes that some teams have that doesn't matter if they shoot well from the three, they're just going to beat you anyway because they're super good. If you don't have that, you're going you're gonna to lose games. I mean, it may come down to a simple formula. you use around 30% from the three-point line on the year. They're going to be third place in the conference, probably not make the NIT. If they shoot 35%, they're probably second in the conference, get an NIT. And if they're up around 40%, which I think I thought was realistic for this team coming into the year, it's it's a team that's probably still second, but is an NCAA tournament team. And I mean, it may simply come down to, to those numbers on, on how BYU shoots three. It's just so important, especially kind of the kind of team BYU is that plays a, a, a more of a small lineup, more shooters, uh, and, and plays fast up and down the floor. If you're going to do that, you've got to have shooters. and uh, So we'll see how... I mean, it's only it's only two games, but it's been pretty bad. That second half was certainly a light and maybe give you some hope that if they
2: can do that consistently, they, they could be really good. Tonight is the first of three games this week. While all three games certainly should be BYU victories, it, it's a different week when you play an extra game than you're used to. You're used to playing two games. How much different is it having to play three games in one week
4: well i don't think it matters at all really i mean i as a player that was shangri-la for me i mean (laughs) i don't want to practice if you want something hard that takes a lot out of you practice is hard games is fun you know maybe you play 20 30 minutes and you're just having fun so i I mean, it's 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 a little different at the end of the year where you've played a season and maybe you're in a conference tournament. You're playing a game every night and that that, that can tax you. But these guys are young, man. Jason, you should have seen me as a young man. I was I was pretty impressive to, to behold. And you're like that way now because you you know you you work out you know. <laughs> but uh, but I mean, I could, I could literally play for eight hours a day and not be tired. I mean, it, you just you could just go and go. There's in such good shape that. I can't imagine three games as is an issue for them, and they're at home, and so uh, it's just a fun week. And the, you know, these are these aren't great teams, and so you'd hope that you'd you know kind of really be able to work on some things and get some confidence and just have a lot of fun.
2: Don't shortchange yourself, Mark. You were quite the catch. Okay. <laughs> well, well, thank you. Okay, let's just move on. <laughs> I think the coaching staff has done a great job in the way they've used. And again, just two games the way they've used the freshmen to start the year what have you seen from Gavin Baxter and Connor Harding and Colby Lee early in this season well think about Gavin is uh,
4: I, I can almost see him improving as I watch him and uh, like it's little light bulbs going off in his head on wow I, I'm, I can do this and I can make this move and I can get this rebound or block this shot and uh, he's just got you know the first exhibition game or two i thought ooh, this guy he's impressive looking but it's going to be a real project and i don't think that at all about him anymore i think he's uh, can can step in against really good competition and contribute and i think maybe before long he's probably your starter i mean he's just so, so he brings so many things to the table athletically and shot blocker and rebounder and uh can run the floor well uh so I, I'm thrilled with his progress, and we're we're just going to continue to see that I think as he just gets comfortable and and uh, and just realizes what he has in him. Um, I mean, I I realized what I had in me, but there just wasn't that much to realize. <laughs> he's he's got he's got a he's got a, a, a potential like his wingspan. I mean, it goes on and on and. Uh, and, and Connor Harding, man. I'm I, I really know. impressed with him. Yeah, I don't know that I've been as impressed as, with the freshman. Just overall skills and basketball uh, awareness. and He just, I mean, I feel completely comfortable. In Nevada, he was in the game late, and I felt completely comfortable that he would perform and do the right things in a cr- in clutch time on the road against a top-ten team. And that, that's pretty impressive to me. He sees the floor really well. You know, you talk about high basketball IQ, I think he's got it. I think he's got a sweet, smooth jumper that's going to get better and better as he gets his confidence, and both of those guys, I think, are going to, if not starting by the end of the year, will be absolutely part of the rotation,
2: critical, relied upon players from Coach Rose. Talking with Mark Duran, it is our courtside conversation here on Cougar Pre-Game Live. What do you make of this matchup tonight with the demons of Northwestern State?
4: Well, I mean, it's a team that really struggled last year, had a terrible year, very young, one of the youngest teams. BYU can relate to that, but they were super young, and uh, they're a team that will throw waves at you. They'll play a, a five for three or four minutes then throw another five at you, and, uh, and they, they played uh, SMU pretty good, uh, I thought, and so that kind of perks your interest a little bit. Um, I would think it's a team that BYU could have success with. What I'm What I'm looking for is just, for, for guys to get more experience get more comfortable and, and you know hopefully get some opportunities from the three-point line and do well but certainly uh it, it's a team that you absolutely should beat i mean th- this should be a no-brainer but uh, I- every game you play if you're not ready to go you got guys that want to beat you right. and they can beat you I- i'm looking at them warm-up and they're they've got some size and athleticism a- and so you better come to play because there's just no gimmies anymore really and college basketball, you better come out and play. And BYU's shown over the years that sometimes they, they haven't come out to play and they've gotten bitten here even at home. So they, I, I think it'll be a, a
2: decent test and a chance for BYU to really get better. Well, and speaking of being at home, Cougars are in the midst of six straight games at the Marriott Center. This really is an opportunity not just to start playing better, but get into a nice little rhythm before you, you head out back on the road. Yeah, it's all that's what it's all about. Is let's get this
4: machine going. Let's smooth out the kinks. Let's, you know, tune the carburetor, or whatever mechanics do. I don't, I don't know anything about cars. Talking but. to the wrong guy,
2: Mark. <laughs> That's not my thing.
4: But but you want to get that, that puppy going. And so when you hit some good teams, I as mean, hard to go to Nevada right off the bat. I thought they quitted themselves pretty well. But, you know, you're going to hit some tough teams in the future. So this is the time to just get everything smoothed out. And confidence, confidence is the most important thing. Uh, and if they could do that, then you just kind of—all you, you want to do is be at your best when you're playing really good teams, and then
2: let the chips fall where they may. Ken Garf Honden, Nissan and Volkswagen and Orm proudly present keys to the game. Mark, what are your keys to tonight's game? Well, I—what
4: I—I don't know if it's a key, but I, I'd like to see Yoli play a little bit better. I mean, he's kind of taken out of his flow at Nevada because of foul trouble and UBU really just focused everything they had on stopping him. He's, I think, 0 for 6 from 3. I think he's you know, I think he's a 35% three-point shooter, so I'd like to see him get some confidence there and just c- kind of get back into a little, nice little rhythm. And I think if, if Yoli plays well, he wins this game. But uh, So it is a key, but more importantly, I just want to see him kind of get
2: back on track a little bit. Mark, I always enjoy our conversations. Can't wait to do it again, and we get to do it three more times this <laughs> week. We'll hear you with Greg coming up in a few minutes. Thanks, my friend. All right, my friend. Take it easy. There we go. Mark Durant, our courtside conversation from the Marriott Center. After a quick timeout, we'll look at some other scores in college hoops. Only two games tonight featuring top 25 teams. We'll go over both of those. Plus, BYU women's basketball at the Marriott Center played this afternoon. Let you know how things went against the Cal Bears. You're listening to Cougar Pre-Game Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: Let's get you back to Cougar Pregame Live with your host, Jason Shepard. Game three of the season for the BYU Cougars
2: hosting the Demons of Northwestern State from Natchitoches, Louisiana. We'll get you over to Greg Rubel and Mark Lyons coming up in just a few minutes, but let's update you on some college basketball action. Earlier today, in fact, uh, it ended roughly 45 minutes ago at the Marriott Center BYU Women's Basketball Hosting the Cal Bears. Cal gets the win here in Provo. They win 70-52. Paisley Johnson with 14 points to lead BYU. Uh, Tough loss for the Cougars. They're back in action coming up uh, this Saturday. They'll be back on the floor looking to rebound from the loss today to the Cal Bears. All right, top 25 action in men's college basketball. As I mentioned, only two games featuring Top 25 teams, one currently going on, 12 minutes to go in the second half. Number 22, LSU, with a three-point lead over the Memphis Tigers. It is 57-54 with 12-12 to go in the second half. And then the other game, number 5, Tennessee, the Vols hosting Georgia Tech. That game tipping off in about 35 minutes from Knoxville. Elsewhere tonight, featuring WCC teams, Pepperdine on the road at Northern Colorado. LMU will be hosting Cal State Northridge. And Pacific taking on Stanislaus State. All those games a little bit later on. We will update you on that as well. One other local team playing tonight, Utah State. They are in Logan tonight. Their game will tip off at 7 o'clock against Mississippi Valley State. All right, to the NBA only three games tonight, one currently underway. The Cleveland Cavaliers, 1-11 and on the season. They're at home hosting the Charlotte Hornets right now. Cavs looking pretty good, 73-61. Cleveland with the lead, 6.45 to go in the third quarter. Coming up later tonight, the Denver Nuggets at the Pepsi Center will be hosting the Houston Rockets. The drama surrounding Carmelo Anthony continues. No resolution, at least right now, on whether or not he will stay with the team. Looks unlikely, or well, he will he sign? if they waive him. Also tonight, the Golden State Warriors hosting the Atlanta Hawks. The big storyline around this one is the uh, little brouhaha between... Draymond Green and Kevin Durant last night and because of it Draymond Green will sit he has been suspended without play will not play for the world champions that's going to do it for Cougar pregame live coming up next we're going to send you to the Marriott Center for the Cougar pregame coaches show with Greg Rubel you're listening to BYU basketball on the new skin BYU Sports Network
0: It's time to get the inside scoop on today's game. This is the Zions Bank Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. For a financial slam dunk, Zions Bank is for you. The Coaches Show is also brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. Now let's head back to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Comfort courtside seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel.
1: Good evening, Cougar basketball fans. Welcome courtside inside the Marriott Center on the BYU campus here in Provo, Utah. As tonight, the Cougars play game two of a six-game homestand. looking for a second straight win after a hard-fought home floor victory over Utah Valley on Friday night. I'm your play-by-play commentator, Greg Grubel. With me as always, former Cougar hoopster and Ironman Mark Durant. And, uh, Mark, last week was not uh, an easy week uh, for Cougar Hoops. They faced a the top-ten team on the road then an in-state foe at home and dealt with some uh, troubling off-court news, but they got through it all with a split decision, and despite some subpar shooting numbers, uh, enough solid outings from enough guys to steady the ship in preparation for now three games in five days this week, starting tonight with Northwestern State in town.
4: Craig, I think you've heard of my brother Devin. Oh, yeah. And, uh, what do you think of the biggest difference between... Devin and myself was back in the day? Athletically or personality-wise? <laughs> well, there's probably a long list that you want to get list off here, but
1: just uh, basketball player-wise. Well, as much of a glue guy as you were, and as integral as you were to the overall success of the team, uh, Devin was more of, a let's say, a go-to guy uh, when it comes to scoring.
4: The reason he was a go-to guy is because he worked so much harder than me. (laughs) He loved to practice. (laughs) And he got better because he worked hard. And I...
1: I believe we are back here courtside at the Marriott Center. Apparently the
4: universe didn't like my story about Devin, but just to get to the point, Greg, is that I hated practice. No one worked harder at practice than me. I could say that, and I feel good about that, but I hated going to practice. I wanted to play games. I love playing in the games, and... And this is a great chance, a week after all the junk that went on last week, just go out and play some basketball at the Marriott Center. This is fun. These are games you should win. Just go get confident. Go, let you know, loosen up a little bit. Have some fun. Games are fun. Three games in five days is super, super fun. And that's what I want to see from these guys just to have a nice week of pure basketball
1: all right coming up and next we will hear from BYU head coach Dave Rose as the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show continues live from the Marriott Center on the new skin BYU Sports Network
0: you're tuned to the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show for more with head coach Dave Rose let's rejoin your host Greg Rubel
1: all right, so welcome back to Provo. Cougar Hoops coming up top of the hour with a one-on-one BYU hosting one-on-one Northwestern State. Cougs coming off a home win over UBU on Friday. Demons dropped a road game at SMU in their last outing. Tonight's meeting, the third all-time between these two teams, the first since BYU defeated Northwestern State in the 1994 Cougar Classic, a game in which you, Mark Durant, scored six points.
4: A solid uh, six points, Greg. You could always count on me for six points. If BYU didn't have those six points, they would have beaten Northwestern State only by 21 that night. But I I will say of the 22 that Russell got, I'm pretty sure... I was
1: involved in setting a screen on like 20 of those points. Offensive rebound, reset, kick out to Russ, whatever. Uh, my pregame interview with uh, Dave Rose now, presented by Zions Bank. For a financial slam dunk, Zions Bank is for you. And tonight, Coach Rose reflects on his uh, first two games and what he learned about his team coming into a busy three-game week.
5: Well, I'll tell you what I really liked about our guys is that, uh, you know, we, we didn't play you know the best 80 minutes uh that we're going to play this season but we played hard and we competed and these guys i think really bonded together as a group with our, our first road trip going over and trying to knock off a, a top 10 team and uh you know we, we played them we played them good enough uh you know to win until we got to the point where we had to actually execute and finish the game off and and uh, that's when you know they did a better job of that at, uh, um, against us and and then in the you know game with UBU I thought that it was it was very similar battle back and forth you know both teams really competing hard and then when it was time to win the game I thought our guys really executed down the stretch made big shots made big plays made you know big defensive rebounds and, and I, I just thought that uh, it was a big step forward for us so you know this is a this is a really interesting week. You don't have many weeks in um, in college basketball where you play three games in a week and have them all have a day in between each week and in mean, each game. And so there's a lot of games where you know you might fly to Maui and play t- Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, back to back to back. But this will be interesting for us because uh, um, it, it's very similar to the weekends that you play your league games, where you play a game and then you have a day off, mm-hmm. prepare, look forward to the next group and without knowing anything about the next team at all. They have no history with them. It's going to be quite a, you know, a challenge for our coaches and for our players to prepare and then go, you know, go play.
1: You mentioned that UVU game, and I'm sure that you're hoping that uh, that second half was a springboard.
5: Yeah, we did. I think we played, you know, offensively. Both games we played a better offensive second half than we did the first half, And, and I think that's uh, something we've addressed as coaches uh, with, with our players, and hopefully we can get off to a good start here tonight on the offensive end. But I really like, uh, you know, our focus. I think defensively that, uh, you know, we've got good energy. I think we've got, you know, we're playing with urgency, and and uh, and hopefully that, you know, we can just add a few more things uh, with, to an offensive end and, and, and be able to create start these games a little bit better.
1: You're going to go back to the starting five you uh, began the areno game with.
5: Yeah, we're going to put Dalt back in there, and I, I think that uh, – you know, Luke should see quite a bit of time here with these two big kids that they have. Uh, um, but you know, we're also trying to work, you know, Gavin and Colby in the in the lineup a little bit too. So uh, I think a, a lot of it, especially early, will just be to um, which groups are playing the best, and and uh, you know, basically just evaluation based on performance and. Uh, right now, offensively, I think Dahl just stretches us a little bit better, spaces us a little bit better, and we'll see how we get started.
1: Okay. Northwestern State uh, comes in uh, one and one Their last game was a pretty solid effort uh, down in Dallas, losing the SMU uh, by 11.
5: Yeah, this this is uh, a team that's he's, – he's trying to do the same thing, put his group together, and he's got a couple guys back from last year and some new additions, some junior college kids. and uh, I, I like the mixture of uh, – of athleticism and skill that he has and he's got you know this big guy in the middle a senior that I think it will be the toughest thing for us we really have to defend in the post we may have to do some creative things tonight uh, bring in a second defender maybe zone a little bit uh, because th- th- these guys these two big guys are really good inside and then one can st- step outside and, and 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 shoot three-point shots so uh, this will be a challenge for us especially with their athleticism and skill.
1: Their coach says he wants to get up and down with you.
5: (laughs) Well, he, 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 I think for you know, there's a couple two or three seasons in a row where he led the NCAA in scoring uh, back in the in 2012 or 13, something like that. And and uh, he he can really play fast, but this team looks like they're playing, uh, uh, you know, with a little more. Set offense when, when he gets in a half court when he gets dead balls after makes but uh, we'll see how fast this game actually gets tonight.
1: Okay, looks like Zach Selias shot is coming back and uh, T.J. Hawes had a real nice second half. Looks like he looked like himself again too.
5: Well, you know the thing is, is that we've got a whole group of guys uh, that are really capable of making shots and uh, we can't just depend on the same guys to do it every night. We need we need these guys to all kind of break out and get themselves in a real confident uh frame of mind and, and then guys can feed off of each other if you're always waiting for the same guy uh you know sometimes you you, you know it, it just doesn't it doesn't go as smoothly as you want so hopefully we get a whole bunch of guys here that uh you know can break out i think we're taking good shots we just need to make them and and then be maybe a little bit more patient in our uh our delivery we're so excited to get rolling that maybe we're we're rushing a little bit and hopefully find the pace that's comfortable for us and that we can be really good at
1: All right, busy week. Uh, Good luck as this uh, homestand continues. Dave, we'll talk to you afterwards.
5: All right, thanks a lot, Greg.
1: That's Dave Rose and tonight's Zions Bank Cougar pregame Coaches Show. Title and escrow can be complicated. With over 50 years' experience in Utah, Provo Land a Title has the expertise to navigate your buying, selling, or building project. Provo Land a Title, making the complicated easier. We're back after this with the Cougar Tip-Off Show, live from the Marriott Center on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: It's almost time to hit the hardwood. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Siegfried and Jensen. Siegfried and Jensen has been helping Utah families for over 25 years, and by Utah Honda dealers. Now let's head live to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Comfort courtside seats and join Mark Durant, alongside the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel.
1: Welcome back inside the Marriott Center in Provo for BYU and Northwestern State. The Cougars seeking to extend a six-game non-conference home win streak against a program that suffered through a 4-25 and campaign last year that included a 17-game losing skid. Greg Grubel, Mark Durant with you from Courtside. Our statistician, BYU's sixth all-time leading scorer, Russell Larson. Our studio host is Jason Shepard. Our control board operator at BYU Radio is Nathan Israelson. You are tuned in on the new skin BYU Sports Network, headed by satellite flagship BYU Radio, Sirius XM 143. Over the air, you hear us on BYU Radio 89.1 FM, HG2, and KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Along with network affiliates in Idaho and Utah, you can stream us on BYURadio.org and BYUCougars.com slash live radio, plus the BYU Radio and the BYU Cougars apps. Archives are also available break free at byuradio.org and on the BYU Radio app. You can also hear play-by-play archives on demand on the brand new BYU Men's Basketball Podcast. Search BYU Men's Basketball on your favorite podcast provider and get those games. Well, Mark, we've seen enough of most of these BYU players over the years to believe they are good shooters. We've seen TJ Haas and Zach Selyus have two of the best three-point seasons that any freshman's ever had here at BYU. We've seen Yoli Childs refine a low-post game to move it outside a bit. We know Dalton Nixon's got a good shot. We've gotten glimpses of Connor Harding who looks smooth when he shoots. But through a lot of last season... And and, and for most of these guys, and the first two games are, again, a very small sample size, they haven't quite translated to the shooting numbers we expect. Uh, One huge caveat. It is only two games. The sample size is very small. But Yoli is at 40%. And where he plays, it's got to be higher than that. He's 0 for 6 from the arc. Uh, T.J. Haas coming off a really big game, uh, kind of where he was last year numbers-wise on his threes at 31%. Jashears 1 for 7 from deep. Uh, Nixon's low 40s from the field hasn't made a 3 yet. Connor Harding shooting 38% and and 20% from 3 early in his career. Meantime, uh, Gavin Baxter dunks everything, so no worries there. But uh, BYU, and again, it's, it's going to happen, Mark, right? The shooting numbers are going to come up because we know these guys are better shooters than they've shown so far.
4: <laughs> I hope so. I I don't know. I, I mean, it's first thing you got to do is admit you have a problem. I mean, it's like Airballers Anonymous right now. We, <laughs> we've got a problem here. We need to take some steps to fix this. You know, there's different levels of good shooting. I mean, there's there's guys that can light it up in ward ball, you know, and it, they're, they're superstars. And, and then there's guys that are, are good in, in practice at the collegiate level. Boy, oh, We can really shoot and practice. And then the, the real shooters that you need are the great three-point shooters in the game. They're gamers. They want that shot. and They're going to knock down the shot. Right now, I mean, they go to Nevada. That's on the road against one of the better defensive three-point shooters. So it's hard to really say so far. But until they start making some shots, and they
1: did in the second half against UVU, yep. until they can do that, there's a real problem with this team shooting threes all right we hope it picks up starting tonight coming up after the break a conversation with northwestern state head coach mike mcconathy as the cougar tip-off show rolls on on the new skin byu sports network
0: this is the cougar tip-off show let's head back live courtside and rejoin Fred rubell
1: BYU and Northwestern State uh, tipping it off just after the top of the hour as the Cougars season-long six-game homestand continues. BYU coming off a home win over Utah Valley on Friday night. A game that featured a, a 52-point second half as the Cougars come back from down a point at halftime for the win. BYU's not led at the break yet through two games. We'll see if that changes here tonight. Northwestern State coming in to this evening on a four-game road stretch that began with a loss at SMU last Thursday. Games at Rice and Houston will follow tonight before the Demons get another home game. The headquarters Coach of the visitors is Mike McConathy, now in his 20th season with Northwestern State. His team returns last season's leading scorer in big man Ishmael Lane. He should be a good foil for Yoli Childs tonight. I talked with Coach McCona- and McConathy a short time ago here at the Marriott Center about his uh, first trip to Provo and tonight's matchup with the Cougars.
6: Yeah, it's an awesome place. Really enjoyed being here today in a beautiful country and awesome people.
1: And how about the game? How did it come together? I guess it's part of this deal, this four-game deal that all, yeah. those, all those schools have.
6: Our deal is kind of a little bit different because we generally don't play in multi team events because uh, where we are in trying to play guarantee games, it's just better for us to play single games. However... Uh, Rice was in this event and we have played home and home with Rice the previous two years and they said well look if you'll get into this and we'll give you a home game the next year and so that was the underlying uh, reasoning behind it when I made this schedule we made this schedule a year ago. Uh, You know, we were thinking we were going to have a really good club, and then we just had the bottom fill out, losing four-point guards before Christmas, and then one finally came back at the end of the year. So it wasn't the perfect schedule to look at. But when you get to come play in a great venue against a really well-coached team that's been here for a long time, Coach Rose done an excellent job, just really done a wonderful job. I mean, I think that's important to play against high-quality character programs uh, I'm, I'm a big believer in that you know now you, I'm not throwing stones I'm just saying people that have high
1: character that's who I like to, to associate myself with this is game two of four game road stretch for you you'll go to Rice in Houston I think next week and you just went to SMU showed pretty well lost by 11
6: yeah you know the disappointing thing about the SMU game was we were in a nine man rotation three post kids first one get one of them gets two fouls within three or four minutes And the other part about the game was we just turned the ball over too many times but we gave up 13 points on offensive rebounds. That's kind of Had the we, in the game. that's the difference yeah. in the game. If we do that and make it a little bit better, higher percentage of free throws, and maybe cut down on turnovers by three or four, I mean it's right there because you can't ever line it up just like that. But it would have been a game that would have been in striking distance, and we would have been in a position to go in there, having played them the previous year and really gotten rock really well yeah. with that young team the year before. So. You know, it would have been a nice thing, but then the opportunity to, to come up here and play, I mean, it's a real challenge. What do you expect out of BYU, and what
1: kind of style game do you think we'll see?
6: Well, I expect them to do what they've always done. You know, I've watched them for years on TV with Coach Rose coaching, and they just get the ball up and down the floor so well, and they, the ball doesn't stick is the term I use. They, nobody monopolizes it. moves from one player to another. Uh, great in ball screen action, doing the things they knew, space the spacing the floor, pick and pop guys getting to, to be able to make shots so you know really impressive watching them play over the years and then you know no different this year and watching the two two games that they played already of course they you know one and one as well but still they played Nevada who's who's has a really good uh, strong program this year so expect what I expect I expect us that we've got to try to get up and down the floor because that speed is our game if we're going to compete, but we have to also have speed in the transition because they're going to push, push, push.
1: So we can see a lot of possessions tonight.
6: I think so. And, you know, I mean, that or, you know, it depends on if situation, matchups and things like that, if we were to end up having to go to a zone, you know, if we had to do that against SMU, then it kind of slowed the game down a little bit because of that. And um, you know, but still, our main thrust is to try to get the ball up and down the floor, and um, you know, limit to one one shot. that will be a tall order, but that's what we t- we tell them in the huddle anyway.
1: If things are going well for you guys tonight, who are going to be players that need to play well for you?
6: Uh, Ishmael Lane needs to play well, and we need to have big games out of uh, Laterrence Reed, uh, Malik McTuire needs to step up in the player, and one of our th- other three post people, Larry Owens, yeah. uh, big fella, Dalen Williams, are. Daring Dixon will need to step up and play well. It would be great if we could get some shots out of Comaniti. Uh, He made three threes uh, in our first game and is really a nice shooter. Uh, We've got to find somebody that can make some baskets and make them cleanly. By that I just mean catch. It's open. You take it. Not a lot of fanfare. Not a lot of dribbling. Just like the BYU way. They pass it. Catch If they're open, they make it. There's not
1: a lot of you know, unnecessary ball sticking. Okay. Finally, last thing. What's the general team reaction to the mountains and the cold here?
6: You know, uh, the irony of it is it was clo- colder in Louisiana no, today it really than it is up here. As far as we're supposed to get a hard freeze tonight and wet. But, the you know, so they're feeling this and they're looking at it. It's not like a Louisiana cold, even though I think it was 19 last night. Yeah. I mean, because of the dryness in the air and things like that. I mean, because it was like freezing when we left because of the wetness and right. the wind blowing and the dampness of the air lighting, yeah. yeah it just it'll just cut through you so kind of that's kind of a strange uh situation there Sc- scenery wise not too bad though huh? no it's awesome my hotel room has been beautiful looking
1: what god made coach great talking to you welcome to provo good luck tonight and safe travels thank you that's Northwestern State head coach Mike McConaughey. Time now for our UB Be the Judge feature brought to you by Legally Mine. Legally Mine equals asset protection. Go to LegallyMineUSA.com to learn what you can do to stop lawsuits dead in their tracks. Here's our basketball trivia question tonight. Zach Selius is five three-pointers away from 100 for his career among BYU players. He's on pace to be the 12th fastest to 100 threes. Which BYU player got to 100 three-pointers in the fewest games? The answer next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: Welcome back to the Cougar Tipoff Show. Let's rejoin Greg Rubel.
1: The Lehigh Children's Choir, a little flair for our national anthem. Time for You Be the Judge, brought to you by Legally Mine. Here's tonight's BYU basketball trivia question. Zach is five three-pointers away from 100 for his career. Among BYU players, he's on pace to be 12th fastest to 103s. Which BYU player reached 103-pointers in the fewest games? If it's a three-point
4: question, it's one of three guys. One is Jimmer, one's Nick Emery, one is Chase Fisher. I'm going with Nick Emery.
1: Chase Fisher. 34 games to 100. That's you be The Judge brought to you by Legally Mine. More of the Cougar Tip-Off show next. You're on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: The Cougar Tip-Off show rolls on. Let's head back live, courtside.
1: All right, so Greg Gravel, Mark Durant, minutes before tip-off. Uh, Dave Rose is back to his original starting five with, with which he began the season. Lou Worthington out to Dalton Nixon back in uh, down low. Well, I mean, Dave likes the floor
4: spread. He wants five three-point shooters on the floor. That's a good lineup. Luke does some nice things for it, but sometimes he clogs up the paint. So we'll see uh, where Dave goes
1: after this one. But it's it's not a bad strategy, I think, for this game. BYU Northwestern State tip-off next here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.